And with that, the greatest event that ever happened in the history of the world happened. Jesus was born. We welcome you to Highlands Church tonight. If this is your first time to Highlands Church, especially if you're standing around the outsides, I'm really sorry that we don't have seats for you. There are two that opened up right here, and you're welcome. There are two right down here, and you can sit on this kid's lap if you need to. (laughs) We also, there's more seats over here. We also just want to say to the guys down in the lounge downstairs, uh, thank you for bearing with us. Uh, There are 20 people downstairs in the lounge. And those who are in the cafe, thank you for coming. We know that there are some people who come to Highlands just like two or three times a year. It's totally okay to do that. We just want you to know you can come and go as, as much as you feel comfortable doing. And I also know there are people here tonight who go to other churches, that another church is your home. And to you tonight, we want to say, blow off your other church and come to Highlands. No, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm going to get in real trouble. All right. We've been looking at some of the things that kids have been saying, you know, that kids kind of get some of the Christmas lines a little bit wrong. Have you, I have a 19-month-old. Kids sometimes get a few things wrong sometimes when they write down, the, you know, these songs, you know, the Frosty the Snowman. This kid wrote, Frosty the Snowman is a ferret elf, I say. That's a new one. You know that old song, Oh, Good King Wences, Losses, or this is kind of fun. Good King wants his applesauce at the feast this evening. That kid was just hungry. I love that song, We Three Kings of Oregon Are. Here is, We Free Kings of Oregon Are. A little different. That'll help them in the Rose Bowl. Uh, you know that song, Shepherds Washed, Shepherds Washed Their Socks at Night, apparently, this kid thought. This is one that's every service so far has found a little troubling. You know, Round Yon Virgin? This kid thought it was Round John Virgin, mother and child. Very, okay, let's flip the slide on that one. And my favorite, favorite one is not joy to the world, the Lord has come, but joy to the Lord, the Lord has come. We all know that one. So, Well, I know that many of you have Christmas shopping still to do tonight. I know Walmart is open till midnight. I'm going there after the service, so you can meet me over there. So I don't have a long message for you tonight. But what I want to offer is the what of Christmas. And maybe this is kind of the first, first time you've ever heard the what of Christmas. What is this Christmas thing? And then I just want to quickly talk about the why of Christmas. I don't know about you, but I've gone to church so many years in my life, but I've never really heard the why of Christmas that often. And then I want to ask you a big question. I want you to ponder it all through the season as you're watching football, all through the season as you're, you know, tomorrow opening presents. I want you to ask yourself this fundamental life question. Am I fully loved? Are you fully, fully loved? Are you completely, 100% fully and totally loved in your life? And we're going to talk about how, how, if you aren't feeling that way in your life, how that can happen tonight. Let's take a look at our text. Let's begin with a what. We're going to listen to the text that we just saw enacted on that wonderful screen, the nativity story. Let's listen for God's word. And by the way, if you're still looking for presents, we bought a huge box of Bibles with a lot of the resources that you gave us. We're giving them to you tonight. So if you have 10 stockings, you have nothing but coal to put in all of them, then you just put a, put a, put a Bible in each of those stockings and we'd, we'd love to give you that. Listen for God's word. This is coming from Luke 1, verse 26 to 38. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. Nazareth was a tiny town, kind of like Creston, only without the loading chute. And, um, <laughs> tiny town in Nazareth in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The Hebrew for Mary is beautiful. It's Miriam. Would you say that with me? 
Miriam. Miriam, it's interesting, means a sea of sadness, which we shouldn't take too seriously, but we know all 14-year-olds, they go from happy to sad and happy to sad, don't they? Maybe it's just my 14-year-olds in my life. So she is a 14-year-old girl. An angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Miriam. You have found favor with God. That might be the most important thing you hear tonight. Do not be afraid, John. Do not be afraid, Susan. Do not be afraid, Luke. Do not be afraid, Jim. God has a plan for your life. He has not forgotten you. Even through this tough season, He has not forgotten you in your life. And that's what God said to Mary. You will be with child. You will become pregnant. Give birth to His son. And you are to give Him the name Jesus. Yeshua. Salvation. It's beautiful that salvation is coming to the one whose name is the Sea of Sadness. He will be great. Isn't that what every mother wants of her child? To be great? A great athlete, a Jerry Rice, or a great thinker like Stephen Hawking, or a great preacher like Billy Graham. But this wasn't great of humans. This was great of God. He will be called the Son of the Most High. In those days, you couldn't even say the word God. It was blasphemy to do that. You would just say the Most High. It's great. If next time you're going to church, you're telling your unchurched friends, I'm just going to visit the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. You know what that means? Jacob means struggler. It also means people who struggle. What's being said here is that salvation will reign over anyone who ever struggles, ever. It's a kingdom of strugglers. Man, I'm I'm a part of that kingdom. The kingdom of strugglers will never end. And then Mary asks the same question we're about to ask ourselves. How can this be? How can this be? How come this be? And why? Why would God come to earth? Why? To answer that question, we need to ponder the greatest text of the New Testament. You know it well. It's just one short sentence, and the text is this, and if you know it, you can say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. The reason that God came, the reason that we have Christmas is because God loves us. And more than that, that we are without a basic commodity of what we need in this world, without love, without God's love, without being fully loved. You ever watch the news at night and you just say, there is something wrong with this world. (laughs) There is. And it is only really God's love which is the answer to that. I have a 19-month-old daughter that I talk a lot about in church, I know, but uh, pastors do that with kids. Um, I was a pastor's kid and I got talked about a lot. I've I've been fine after, you know, like six months of therapy. I'm doing good. But but my daughter Haley, she's been going through this 19, she's going through this very big cry phase. And I don't know if you have kids who have cry phases, but Haley is going through this phase where she just cries all the time. And so we're brand new parents, Star and I, so we're just kind of new at this. But we figured out that if our kid is crying, it's one of three S's, you know. It's either she's too uh, sleepy and she needs a nap, and so we'll get her down for a nap. 
it's either she might need a snack, she could be hungry, and so we'll give her a snack, she says knack, or a third S, which um, relates to the diaper involved in her life. <laughs> I was thinking soiled, what were you thinking? Okay. So we gave her a snack, and she kept crying. And then we gave her, you know, we gave, we gave her, you know, a long nap, she kept crying. And we changed her diaper and she cried, she cried, she cried, she cried, she cried. We put her down. We didn't know what to do. I, I was crying so much I had a little prayer. That's what pastors do when the kids cry. I probably should have checked babies are us on, online or whatever, but I, what is going on, Lord? And I, I didn't like have some audible voice or anything in my life, but I did have this sense in my life that I actually can't give her everything that she needs. It actually felt kind of bad. I, her father, can't give her everything she needs. Then she went like this and went uppy, which means she wants to get up. And then I realized that I'm actually not going to be there for the rest of her time that she needs. I won't always be able to give her an uppy in her life. Then I went and sat on the ground and started crying. But, <laughs> but you know, you Star came in, she's like, what in the world? But, you know, we are the same way. We don't have what we basically need in this life. Best meals in this life are not enough. The, the most peaceful sleep treatments or peace treatments or massage therapies or whatever we have for that sleep thing is not enough. We basically are missing a primary component to our lives, and that's full love. And God knew that so much that he sent his son to love us fully. It's the only one in our whole, whole lives can really love us fully. Philosopher Pascal said it better than me. He said, happiness is not outside, and it's not inside. It's with God, who is on the outside and on the inside. I want to offer you just two thoughts tonight about this full love thing. We're going to begin a series in January, and if you want to hear more about it, we're going to talk a lot more about this because it's fundamental to our lives. The first thing is that all people in the world need to be fully loved. Everyone here tonight, downstairs, in the lounge, in the cafe, the two services before everyone in Paso needs to be fully loved, truly loved. There's a little girl and a little boy, uh, Susie and Johnny. They were out uh, one day, and uh, Johnny asked Susie, well, what is true love, Susie? And Susie said, well, that's a tough question, but in order to answer that, I'm going to have to tell you what love is first. All right, said Johnny. Well, Susie said, well, love is when mommy reads you a book. Oh, great, said Johnny. So what's true love? True love, said Susie, is when mommy never skips the pages of that book. <laughs> From the mouth of babes comes great truth. So true love in our lives is when the one who loves us doesn't skip any of the pages of our lives. And all of us have pages. Some of us have chapters that just are times in our life when we don't actually really want anyone else to know about them but God fully loves us anyway. Ernest Hemingway wrote a story about a father and a son. And this father and a son, was, this son was a teenager, and the father was a dad trying to get along with his teenager. If you have a teenage son, maybe this will hit home to you. 
So the son's name is Paco. And they were just struggling and struggling and struggling. And one day Paco just ran away from home. He just took off. His dad was just mortified. So he searched throughout the country of Spain for his son Paco. But he couldn't find him. So then he, he wrote in an advertisement in a newspaper. And he wrote in this advertisement, Dear Paco, I hope you're reading this. I love you fully in your life. I love you so much and I forgive everything that you've done. Just meet me tomorrow at the post office at 12 o'clock. Next day, the dad goes to the post office and there, there are 800 Pacos looking for someone who will love them fully and who will forgive them. But it isn't just Paco, is it? All of us want to know that we're fully loved. Fully loved. And this next series that we're going to look at, we're going to look at the things we try to do to fill that love hole in our lives. We're going to look in January 3rd, right after New Year's come, and I'm going to offer a message about how we try to love ourselves. We try to love ourselves fully. Then we either lie to ourselves because we know what we're really not, but we pretend. That's called narcissism. Or we try to get other people to love us. We'll look at that the next week. Man, that will tire you out in your life. You can try to, and it can be not just your friends. You can try to get your family to love you. And your family can love you in all kinds of healthy ways, but they actually can't provide you that full love that you need. And then some of us try to tamp down that full love need with all kinds of behaviors that we don't want to do. You'll go to Christmas parties maybe this Christmas, and you'll see people drink too much. What's that about? It's about tamping down that need for full love and putting just this thing on top of it. Or drugs or or any other kind of deviant behavior. So number one, all people need full love. Number two, Jesus Christ is the only one who can fully love us in our lives. The greatest thinker of God of the 20th century, in my mind, in many people's, is a German scholar by the name of Karl Barth. Very, very smart person. He was giving a symposium out, in seminary out east, and you know how these things go bunch of professors kind of using big words like super surlapsarianism or double predestination and you know at least that's how it was when I went to seminary but so a kid in the back asked Karl Barth what is the most profound idea in the entire Bible Barth who is a German scholar said it is this Jesus loves me this I know Force the Bible tells me so. <laughs> Not to correct Bart, but what I would add to that tonight is Jesus loves us fully in our lives. So the Bible tells us so. The reason for tonight is for millions and millions of years, humans lacked a basic piece of what they needed. And it came in a baby in a manger named Jesus Christ. And ever since, anyone who believes in that child, anyone who gives their life to that child, anyone who just follows his words, starts to just become fully loved in their life. And I'll just give you a quick heads up. It won't happen overnight. This is my 37th Christmas. I'm 37 years old. And uh, I've uh, 
I've really only been a Christ follower for about 10 or 12 years, 15 years maybe. So it's only been 15 years that I've been working on being fully loved. Now I'll just tell you my problem. I have a hard time allowing myself to be fully loved. Just allowing myself to be fully loved. Reminded of a father, a pastor named Nicky Gumbel, a great pastor who was uh, at home one day and his, his daughter was crying in a room upstairs, teenage daughter, and dad goes up, Nikki goes up and knocks on the door and says, honey, what's, what's going on, honey? I got my report card, dad. Okay, one of those conversations, thinks Nikki. All right, so how did it go? Well, I can't tell you, said the little girl. Come on, it's daddy. You know, you got all Fs, I love you. Let me give you a hug ahead of time, and then we'll just talk about what you got, and then... No, she said, it's just awful. It's awful. Nikki said, well, just tell me, tell me what it is. She said, I got an A and a B and a D and another D. Well, that's not so bad, said Nikki. Come on. <laughs> we'll work on those Ds, you and I. We'll do our homework together. We'll do this thing. But no matter what Nikki said to her, she just... She just couldn't take it in. I have a hard time with that fully loved thing because I put my basis for love on the grades that I get in this life. And I know I got a few C's. Now, I don't know where you are tonight. The end of 2009, what's your report card look like? Maybe you got all C's. Maybe you got a D minus. Maybe you flunked every class this last year. Maybe you dropped out of school at the beginning of the year. God wants to just say, I love you tonight, fully. And that's how we want to end our service. We just want to help you drink that in, in your heart, this Christmas. And so I'm going to have a prayer, and then we're going to sing a song that's only real simple. It's, Oh, How He Loves Me. I would just encourage you just to, even if you don't really believe it, or maybe you have a hard time like me believing it, just to sing it, to drink it in. And then we'll light our candles, and then we just encourage you to lift your candle when it's lit. Lift the candle of full love in your life. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for every soul here tonight. I ask God that you would help every person here tonight begin or continue to feel fully, fully loved. We know, God, that you are the only one who can provide that need, that, that hole, to fill it in our lives. And we're sorry for trying to fill it ourselves or try to fill it with other people. You're the one. And so, Lord, we lift this up to you. We give you all that we have struggled with this last year. And we thank you for all of these things. 